All right, welcome back, everybody. This episode, we've got our second guest special featuring Cam Bett. Uh, now, Johnny and I both had the pleasure of going to high school at Ridley College with Cam. Um, Cam was born in England and is currently in his third year of eligibility at Queens playing on the men's basketball team. Uh, he's a six foot three shooting guard that has played for a U16 English national basketball team. So, uh, Cam, we're happy to have you on um, as our second guest. How are you boys doing? I'm happy to be on. Awesome. Um, so, but the first question we want to kind of ask you to get this going, um, obviously you're a well-traveled man. You've been, been to a couple of countries. So how about you tell us a little bit about your, uh, your basketball journey? Um, yeah, so I started off my uh, basketball career in England. I didn't play until I was probably around 11 or 12, like competitively. My dad brought me to a camp and like Eng- England basketball is not bad. It's just not to the competitive level that you kind of see around North America. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was kind of easier compared to other kids just because in my family, basketball was kind of dominated around. And then I just started playing basketball. Then started getting to England tryouts. Got my, made the England under 16th team and then played in the championship. And then I moved to the States the year after in Tennessee, a school called Macaulay. And it was a good year, but it was kind of a little bit wasted just because I wasn't getting as much basketball training and experience as I kind of hoped. And I think that's like the big misconception everyone has when they like want to go to the States is trying to find the right school or some place that's actually going to benefit you as a basketball player instead of just you going as a student. Yeah. And then after that, my mum and dad got a job at Ridley College, obviously the school we went to. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was an easy decision. My dad basically told me, well, you know, we're going to be playing against some top ranked talent for at least two years, go down to America a few times. And at that point, it's just about me playing basketball. So after that, it was a lot easier just playing basketball in Canada. I thought it was a little bit more fluent and more of a role compared to when I was in the States. And comparing it to England, it's like, it's, it's the perfect because, you know, you're so close to, you know, college scouts, you have all this, you know, hype around the media and everything, but when it comes down to it, it's just like, it's good basketball. Youth sports is really good and the high school system's good. Oh, it's kind of funny. I have a little bit of a connection to your dad because he was my math teacher for grade 10 and uh, we had, we definitely had a good time. Talked a little bit about basketball. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, that was definitely interesting to talk about. Um, but anyways, how would you um, compare um, kind of the like – you were talking a little bit about the media. How would you compare, um, like, the attention it has in, ter- like in terms of basketball compared to Canada, England versus Canada? Uh, I would say, like, Europe in general is just kind of getting a little bit more media attention. Mm-hmm. You know, you got players like Luka Doncic. Yeah. Just more European prospects coming through the draft this year especially. So you can see it that the, the media around European players is kind of rising. But when I was in England, it was, like, minimal. Like we had one media outlet that was kind of hyping up basketball around England. But besides that, there wasn't really much kind of backing it up or giving it enough attention. And then over the years, when I, like, moved to Canada, more attention started coming around, like, a bunch of kids in my younger age group. Because, you know, we, I'll be honest, the talent this year in England is probably the best it's been in at least a long time. Like there's some decent players coming through the youth. Are you seeing guys, like, kind of – from England, like, kind of get, like, taking, like, the NCAA pathway more? Or, like, I know, like, some guys there, like, play on, like, pro teams and, like, you can sign, like, pro contracts at yeah. a young age. Like, is it – are guys, like, going to like, college more now? Like, what kind of trends are you seeing uh, there? It's like, I, I've seen, in, like, I would, a little bit of everything, especially from, like, the England team that I came from. Like, a bunch of guys. We had a mix of guys go, like, Juco. One guy signed pro in Spain. And then another guy, high major D1, but – 
you know, compared to this year, I think there's more D1 players coming out of like the English national system than we had my year going. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I feel I feel for basketball players or all sports athletes right now, especially. I obviously, uh, with the pandemic and everything, it's been really hard to like even just get in practices. Like, obviously, I go to Queens too. I know that the the gyms or like the basketball court has been closed, so it hasn't really been accessible as it usually is. Um, like, but what has it been like having like the U sports being canceled? Like, what have what have you been able to do? Uh, it's tough. Like uh, the first month of probably coming back in August, it was like the whole gym was shut down until October 12th, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started to get in the gym and it was, I think it was one group per person at that time. But yeah. I think after a week, I started to realize the injury I had coming in. So I haven't really been training for the last two weeks. I've just kind of been resting at home. But I'm pretty sure right now training has gone to a four person capacity. So we have to wear masks still, I think, but okay. it just, uh, I think it's, it's a, like a progressive step to step to where we can finally at least get some competitive 5v5, maybe by January or February. Yeah. And also like, kind of like before, for example, with COVID and everything, you know, before your injury, um, mm-hmm. in the off season, like, did you have to like get creative, for example, with your workouts or like playing outdoors? Um, uh, I had a, well, of, like, yeah. You know, luckily I live on Ridley's campus, so I, I'm, I'm blessed to have the gym literally whenever I really That's want. True, yeah. And uh, there was luckily a trainer from Brock who worked with the basketball team, I think, a year ago. Um, and he, he was perfect. I mean, he literally just worked me and grinded me every day to make sure I was just putting on a little bit of muscle during the time that everyone's sitting down and doing nothing. You try, trying to get like me, eh? Big? Yeah, man. I can't, <laughs> hey, man. I can't eat three Subway sandwiches in a row, bro. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, Johnny was talking about how uh, he was thinking that he could take you one on one. Hey, Johnny. Cap, just cap. I don't, I boys. Cap. I might, I might have to get involved cap. in this. I've been. Cap. <laughs> there's a, he there's a park. Yeah, go on, go on. He, he doesn't want to come to Queens for that specific reason. <laughs> uh, he's gonna, he's gonna go to Weston so he can play me once every year. That's it. <laughs> I might have to get, I, boys. You might have to start uh, involving me in this conversation because there's a gym or there's a little park nearby that I've been shooting hoops on. So. Ooh. You guys got to see what's in my bag soon, you know? Yeah, yeah we, might have like, to. we could play some American, you know, maybe like Cam can like, like before I play him, he can like beat you first, so. Oh yeah, true, just, true. Just make okay, sure you're so, so you're king, you're king of the court then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, speaking a little bit about Queens, obviously we've got that connection there, both go to Queens, but um, uh, I know why I chose Queens, but like what made you choose Queens specifically? Uh, yeah, it was a tough one because I think at first I was really like set for McGill during my senior year. But then after like just visits around like Laurier and then when I went to my last one at Queens, it, it kind of felt a little bit more like home. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I can, you know, fit in a little bit better here. But overall, the biggest decision making for me was just how the basketball was set up. Like Coach Barry, Steph, he's probably one of the most, I think he's probably one of the most uh, technical coaches I've had since I've been playing basketball. I mean, the the amount of detail he goes to when it comes to figuring out scouts, figuring out defenses, is definitely like one of the biggest step ups I've had to take in my basketball career, especially going from high school to university. So I just knew straight away from the plan he had for me and the perspectives and the comparisons to everything. He was he was basically set me up, hopefully to, you know, be a good player in the future as long as I keep putting my work in. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and kind of like with the work, putting in, talking about that, um, kind of pre-COVID, like last year, for example, do you want to like walk us through like a day in the life, for example, 
um, like a typical day with like practice classes? Um, yeah. Um, schedule? Last year was a little bit more relaxed for me. I didn't really take too many classes because I was just trying to focus on getting good grades in them. But I had three or four classes last year. And they weren't relatively early, so that was a good thing because I wanted to wake up and then go to practice. So I had the late classes, which was good. I feel that. Normal day, usually, if I had an individual that day, it would probably be around 9 or 10. So that would probably wake up around 8, eat breakfast, go to the individual, come back. Again, if we had a lift, it would probably be after practice too. So I would go to class if I had it, depending on that day. And then go to practice. What we do, we usually show up an hour early, watch film for about 45 minutes on the scout or just our practice, go to practice for two and a half hours. And then depending if we lift after, we'll lift for an hour after. And then I would say on average, you know, we spend at least like pre-COVID five hours average a day in the arc, which is like a lot of time when you think about it, but it goes by quick when, you know, you're focused playing, especially training too. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, man. I mean, um, obviously, like, like I said, with this quarantine and COVID, it makes it even harder for athletes to stay focused. Like we talked to Jaden a little bit about that, saying how he he even found it hard to stay focused. But like, what would you say is uh, what would you say that you do to stay disciplined and motivated like during this quarantine period? Um, it's like it's tough now for me because I'm starting to feel a little bit less motivated with the injury. Yeah. But I I would say when the beginning of COVID hit and I went home, it was like the only thing I could do was play basketball you know I didn't get to see many people it was it, like for the first two months I was stuck inside the house because you know you lived at Ridley so I just remember it's like it was, you just find enjoyment because you're doing that one thing a day that's like you finally get that little release yeah. you know take the aggression out of like all the stuff that's going around in the world you can at least let out playing basketball yeah exactly you know, you're working on your craft every single day right getting yeah, better exactly. and better and you were happy too when I came up and saw you right of course, man. I know. You didn't play me, though. That was a problem. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll set it up like, eventually in the future for sure. But. Of course, I, know, I feel, like, I feel yeah. like Johnny's a lot of talk and not, not as much walk. <laughs> well, we'll see. If, if Crothers end up having a season and they're playing Ridley, we'll see what he does. Because, you know, if he can show out against the old school, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> if, not, if not, Weston can take him. He's good. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. And, yeah, also um, – I guess moving on to so talking about like kind of players too and like playing. Um, is there like anyone you try to model your game after or kind of like look up to? Like for example, me and Davide talked before. We said Joe Ingles one hundred percent. I've got a better one, like a way better one. Like Joe oh, Ingles is like spot on to some degree. Except I'm just not six eight or six nine. Yeah, fair. But uh, my coach when like when I was getting recruited, Steph. He, like, on my visit, the first thing he showed me was, like, my player comparison to someone in the NBA. So, obviously, I'm gassing myself up. I'm like, oh, I want, like, D-Rose or something like that. Oh, fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants D-Rose. He gives me Goran Dragic. I'm like... Mm. Hey, well, you know what? Me, of course, he I would gives take me the that. lefty European. Oh, no, because, like, <laughs> right. he, he's... Last two years, he's literally just thrown it down on me. He's like, you have to play like Dragic. Because yeah. it's the only way, like, especially in an athletic league like U-Sports, it's the only way to succeed if you can get the the nifty craftiness, you know, mm-hmm. around the game, you know, speed hesitation. So I would say I mean, I'm trying to model my game after him at least. Yeah. I mean, he's not the most athletic guy, but like his knowledge of the game and like, yeah, like you were saying the craftiness yeah. of Goran Dragic, like it showed in the, in the NBA against the Bucks and then against the Lakers oh, a bit before he got that injury. But yeah, mm-hmm. he, he was definitely fundamental. I mean, if you, if you can improve your game and you get to get to the same kind of experience as Goran, I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, no, I, I would hope. 
<laughs> yeah, he had like one good. Uh, I was gonna say he was like like the second leading scorer like on for the bot for um the Heat throughout the playoffs too. Euro yeah. basket championship too with Luca. I mean, yeah, I've got I've got things. He's got numbers, man. Oh yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on to um, kind of talking about in the future. Uh, when all this crap goes away, when this pandemic clears up, hopefully soon, fingers crossed. And uh, also when your injury heals, hopefully that's soon as well. Um, what what would be your team goals? Like, have you talked with your coach and uh, obviously the players as well about for next season? Uh, like the team goal will always stay the same. It's it's go win a national championship. Like, I don't think anyone on our team doesn't really have that same goal in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, Queens is definitely one of those places that deserves a little bit more respect athletically and basketball-wise. And, you know, coming from my experience, I see the team that we have, and, you know, we definitely have a chance for the next two years, possibly next year when everything is hopefully back to normal. But at the end of the day, it's like that's what, that's what we're aiming for. And, you know, getting better every day is the only way to really do that. All right, I respect that. Yeah, kind of where do you guys, for example, say, obviously there's no season this year, but next year kind of, um, where do you guys see yourself finishing? Like, do you think, like, in the OUA, kind of, like, making, like, like OUA finals appearance, national tournament appearance? Um, yeah, what would you say, like, kind of, if you were to, like, see yourself a year from now with the team, where do you, like, that's, kind of see yourself? Are you guys going? That, that's tough, Johnny, because, like, in a year, you could come to Queens and, you know, everything <laughs> could be super successful, exactly. But, like, it all depends. Like, anything can happen in, in any type of time. For sure. You know, I just, I don't really want to focus too much on like a year ahead because at yeah. the end of the day, if I keep, especially now it's with all this quarantine stuff happening, it's just not the, the right state of mind. It's, yeah. Fair. You know, it's more about just kind of just focusing on the, the one single moment I have now, at least. Getting better and just getting in shape. Right. That's all I got to focus exactly. on. Exactly. Just get, stay healthy. Yeah. Thing. That's good. That's good to hear. Mm. So, um, obviously at Ridley, you know, you played for coach Terry Upshaw and coach Bat. Um, We've talked about Coach Terry before. You know, shout out Coach Terry, too. I know you're probably watching this. Um, <laughs> do you have any, like, you know, Coach Terry, amazing coach, um, really funny guy, like, always has a lot of stories. Do you have any, like, um, funny Coach Terry stories or, yeah, any, like, oh, man. There's, from, there's like, your so three many years or really, two years? Terry is share, like, one or two good ones? Like, what, like yeah, share, like, one or uh, two good, good, really good ones? I remember one time, he, like, some of the nonsense he was speaking, it was, it was funny because, like, we were at practice and Dowdu, Dowdu missed the layup or something. And he goes, Dowdu. Um, Dowdu is six five, six six. <laughs> oh no, he goes, Dowdu, bro. If you miss a layup again, I'll take you out. Why are you playing like you're six? What? No, he goes, you're you're six six. Why are you playing like you're six five? And I was like, like, like it's an inch different, mate. Like, come on, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? Uh, the but the worst one was probably when he uh, we were in Myrtle Beach and it was our last game. It's like the third quarter with a minute left and we're getting blown out. And there was this like weight commit on, on the other team. I'm pretty sure he was just drilling us. It was tough. Next thing you know, Terry, I look down the bench. Marcus is on the bench. I'm like, oh, here we go. Terry's <laughs> cooling off the game with like 10 minutes left. And I'm like, well, we traveled all the way to America to play at least three games. We're not even going to finish the last one. Walked off, <laughs> took oh, the bus my. back, went back to Ridley that same day. That must have been pretty demoralizing. <laughs> I mean, Johnny. Johnny knows what it's like. It's it, it's Terry, man. You just gotta love it. Yeah, no, I definitely have some funny stories. Hey, yeah, man, you got room and stuff and, and hey, it, it's ride or die with that guy, man. Always ride or die. For sure. And yeah, I, I kind of wish that you know I heard a lot of stories with with Marcus and you, and like I really wish I had a year 
like I wish I came a year or two earlier really to have a year with you guys but like I still like Stephen when yeah. you came back to campus to visit and stuff but one thing if I would you, say is I really wish that I had like a year to play with you if you came a year like earlier during our year you probably would have gotten less trouble I promise you that because me and Marcus took the heat every practice from my dad and his dad on anything <laughs> we would be running sprints at least twice a practice <laughs> um no those are some really funny stories actually I mean I can't really relate to basketball. I've got my own couple of funny uh, soccer stories or rowing stories, but um, uh, I, I remember you guys and like the camaraderie that you guys had on that basketball team whenever you would walk into the dining hall or anything like that. So that was always fun to see. Um, uh, kind of moving on a little bit, talking about, um, I guess, your career, because you're kind of building up your resume right now. What would you say would be, what, were the, what are the most proud you've ever been of yourself in, within, within your career so far? Um. It's tough. Like I've I've come second a lot in in a lot of championships. So like I like I'm obviously proud of that, but at the same time, not really. But obviously, playing for you know England was a big proud moment for me. You know, I definitely enjoyed that a lot. But it's it's tough now being in Canada. Can't really have the the option to go home and play as much. But yeah, definitely playing maybe playing against Greece. I you know I had 20 points against Greece. That was a big game for me, especially you know going into like my high school career into the States, it was definitely something that helped me a little bit, but maybe that, or definitely just my senior year in general at Ridley. I just enjoyed that. It was just a really fun year. I had a good time with the boys and we, you know, we came up short, but at the end of the day, it's it about the journey. So Yeah, for sure. I respect that. I mean, it doesn't have to always be like trophy oriented, right? About your proudest moment. Like I would say playing for a national team, having like that, that patriotism is pretty incredible by itself. Mm-hmm. And not many people get to say that, so it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and even that, like, championship game, too, I remember watching it. Um, it was against Rise, I want to say, or TRC? Yeah, TRC, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, like, 75-73. I think Marcus had a chance to win out the buzzer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought yeah, I thought for sure, because you guys had a really good run throughout the playoffs. Again, you guys upset Orangeville with Ignis, uh, Brisdikas on that team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we just, man, that was – it was a crazy run. I mean, those – I swear that whole team, like just all of us in general, we just didn't care. We just went out, mm-hmm. played every game. As it like really see, it was our last if we lost it. So mm-hmm. we just went out there and played as if like our lives depended on it and we ended up just balling out. And you know, we definitely proved ourselves as not being an underdog in that league after that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys kinda of too like that team, especially like you and Marcus with the seniors and stuff, you know, that kinda of set us up the next year, you know, we were um, I think like behind Orangeville, like we were like kind of the number two team in the league and like kind of even kind of like building up their reputation, the reputation like we've had like been, like being able to go to the States for certain tournaments to kind of like from the work you guys put in before for sure. Love it. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest, like the year after me, like I still kind of count it as my year just because like literally it was just me and Marcus who graduated and TCAP too. So to just to see the guys that, like, we had three guys on the team who were seniors. The rest were all 11th graders or 10th graders. So even seeing, like, those guys graduate the next year and, you know, seeing you guys play in the playoffs at Ryerson during my first year, like, that was fun. You know, it's just moments that you can look down and be like, oh, it's good to see, like, the program in general is just still moving forward. Yeah, and you guys were definitely the foundation for that. I mean, the, the role model and the leadership that you guys provided obviously helped um, set up a foundation for them in the coming years. I'm sure Johnny can attest to that as well. No, oh, yeah, 100. percent And yeah, even like yep. talking about kind of that, that, that like family, like too. You know, like I remember during our like we played 
Vaughn in the quarterfinals and TRC in the semis, which we lost. But remember, like Cam coming in um, to the locker room before a semifinal game. You know, we were bumping like Chief Keef, Finito, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting hype and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, Cam was like getting hype with us. So yeah, it was of course. Sure. Sure. It was Those match. are the best moments for sure. Yeah. Anyways, this would not be an NBA podcast if we didn't talk a little bit about the NBA and this upcoming season. Um, much of you've been following like the trades and everything that have been ha- or like the the rumor trades and everything that have been happening in the rumor mill. But who do you yeah. think uh, is at the top right now? Who's going to be winning that NBA championship come next year? I mean, everyone's going to say the Lakers until we start seeing some teams pop out. But yeah, I mean, it's tough because you got the Clippers who are possibly looking for a third star. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, now a trade rumor with Harden. It's like, there's so much interesting variables coming yeah. into the league from east to west that, like, again, anything could happen. Something like the Miami Heat could happen and end up actually winning the championship. Which, you know, personally, I wanted the Heat to win more than anything. That would have been a story yeah. of a lifetime right there. I mean, they uh, they they ripped my heart out when they took out the Bucks. I'm a, I'm a Bucks fan. I, I like Giannis Ooh. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, that was definitely tough to watch. But even even after they took him out, I still wanted the Heat to win. I think that their underdog story was incredible. Having so oh, yeah. many undrafted rookies, like they had Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson that just came out of nowhere and just went lights out into the playoffs. So that was pretty awesome to see. Uh, what team do you support? Uh, I used to be a Knicks fan. Okay. Because like, well, uh, New York was like the first day I went to and like I went on holiday for a basketball camp. And then oh. I love I love Carmelo. Carmelo's like my favorite player. Yeah, Carmelo's so definitely like I, the I best. Do, I don't mimic it, like any of his game. I don't post up or any of that. I just <laughs> the way he does things with his swag is is perfect. But then they just started yeah, losing. Like... They started losing, man. They they didn't go on any win streak. <laughs> I mean, I spent like six years just like, all right, what type of fan am I? This is horrible. I don't even want to watch the game. <laughs> I think that's how so a lot like, of Knicks fans that, feel. Like, yeah. And you have the Carmelo like oh. swagger and confidence too. Oh, yeah. I, I I mean, I'm a confident kid, I would say, but I don't think I'm as confident as Melo in the post. I'll give him that. <laughs> I mean, if you watched our recent uh, podcast about the NBA power rankings, Johnny and I absolutely violated the Knicks, talking about how like this franchise should just like dissolve and they should just end. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, they re- uh, it, it, it's a fallen franchise at this point. Yeah. There's nothing that could bring them back. Uh, like any any player could get drafted. Zion could have got drafted there, and I still think he would have ended up. No, he would have left for sure. Left in a year. Yeah. Left in a year or two. I mean, good thing I'm a Raptors fan now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear. <laughs> Johnny likes that for sure. But yeah, even like, yeah, but yeah, even with the Knicks, you know, like you look at like their front office and like they had like Terrible. two super max slots and they go and sign like four power forwards. So it just, yeah, to, like, exactly. It's like one of yeah. those things, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's a good team for RJ Barrett though. I mean, that'd be pretty cool to see what RJ can do. And then maybe I Brody, mean, maybe Brody comes in yeah. too. Who knows? Oh yeah, exactly. That'd be interesting. It's a tough one. I wonder what, who do you think can pick first? <sighs> we're that's, we're going to yeah. be reacting to it next week, but um, I think it's coming up. What in this Wednesday? Is that what it's going to be happening? Yeah. I, yeah, I so, so yeah. I don't. I think I think it's got to be Anthony Edwards. I mean, I don't really see any yeah. any other one else. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Um. So much hype. On, so much hype on the mellow that like I know some. No, he won't be. be like we we would have to take him. I think they've realized. I think franchises have realized like they get hyped up so much that they seem better than they actually are, and I, and we saw that with Lonto Ball. Obviously, like he just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he just he didn't 
performed to the way he should have or that he was expected to. Yeah. So I think LaMelo will still yeah, be top yeah. three. He'll probably like go to Charlotte. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. And then James Wiseman to uh to the Golden State, but we'll have to wait and see. Taken I uh I played against James Wiseman. Really? Yeah, he was really? in ninth he was in ninth grade at that time. At like Man. Endsworth High School. And I was just looking at this like six foot ten skinny kid and I'm like, Oh my Genetics, god. Man. Yeah. First play catches it dunks. I'm like, oh, in ninth grade. Are you serious? Lob City oh, wow. in grade nine, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, bro. Come on. That's great. That's a sick connection, though. That's pretty cool to say. Um, what about a couple of bold predictions? Well, we did we did these with Jaden, and they don't have to be related to uh, to who wins the championship. Just what do you think could happen next year in the NBA? Um, I could see Harden. Go into Brooklyn, and I can mm-hmm. see Russell wow. going to the Clippers. Because like Russell Westbrook can go on a really bad team and average a triple double, and he'll easily. I understand. At the end of the day, he, he he can't be on the same like him and Harden just didn't work because there's too much, too much. Oh, give me the ball. Oh, I need the yep. ball this time. I mean, if you go to the Clippers, at least they'll use him as point guard, mm-hmm. and then he can at least facilitate at that point. And he's got at least people to facilitate to, which is good. But and then Harden with the. The Nets, I mean, that's no. pretty self-explanatory. That, that would be ridiculous. That would that, actually I mean, be. That would, that would tear up the league. Uh, 100%. Way too much offense. And then you and the thing about the coaching, yeah. too. You got Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni on the uh, offensive line. That's that's incredible, having that kind of offensive exactly. um, yeah, military around you. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I think I think Freddie's going to stay, too. You think so? Yeah, I think he's gonna even, even after what he recently said. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say. Man, no, he, you know why he's saying that, man. He's trying to get more so contracts. The Raptors can get, get more money. So the Raptors can pay him. Exactly. Yeah, they they have to, man. Well, firstly, he didn't prove anything this past. Like that's why other teams I don't think are gonna be interested in him as much mm-hmm. because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, he wasn't the same Freddie he was when he was with Kawhi. Yeah. Like I mean, like he's still a great player, but when it comes to like. Will they offer him more money than the Raptors? Yeah, but will it be the amount he really wants or he thinks he's worth? Probably not. Who knows? Yeah. So I could see I could see the Raptors sticking with him because at the end of the day they were the ones who took the bet on him. And you know, there's there's got to be some loyalty towards that you know that organization and their players, especially considering the way that the whole DeRozan thing turned yeah. out. I feel like Masai is definitely a better connection with his players than a lot of GMs. And obviously, Masai's got that connection with Giannis, too. I mean, I think that's a reason why they don't want to pay Fred too much money to free up that cap space that's for true. Giannis. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how we navigate his way around that, if that will happen that's or not. Tough, man. Yeah. Well, MB- players don't want to come to Toronto, man. It's too cold. I know. But think about it. You got all of Canada on your side. The, uh, basically, yeah, the know. whole country is r- rooting for you. I know. But, like, on a Tuesday night when it's negative 40 on the show, <laughs> I don't think an NBA player is going to be thinking about that. I just can't believe Kawhi turned down a restaurant being named after him. Do you know it was the Kawhi, the Kawhi and Dine? Kawhi and Dine, yeah. 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 <laughs> Even like Freddie and Eat, or yeah. something like, I think they have Bleed and Eat, something like that. that. That's like, I remember that was like a yeah. lock before, but. They've got that Osmos, uh, him and Norman got that Osmos connection too now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, I mean, the amount of support that the Raptors get is, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, Comparing oh, best, best it to the NBA. Oh, easily. Yeah. And like the worst thing is that every American would, is, would love to debate this and say the exact <laughs> opposite. Like they, 
from like the experience I had, a lot of Americans just think like, Canada is the most bland place in the whole world. <laughs> they, have, they have no clue like what's across the border at all. I mean, like considering what's happening right now in the USA, I'm I'm happy staying oh, yeah. in Canada. No, I'm happy being right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're the safe ones at this point. Exactly. Okay, and for the last segment, something that we want to do for every single guest that we have on, we're just going to ask you some quick speed round trivia questions and uh, just try to think of a top of your head as fast as you can. Uh, no pressure, though. All right, so first, who has better girls, Queens or Western? Queens. Celebrity 100%. crush? Obviously. Do you want to give us a, a quick, like, this, oh. uh, is there any reason why or no? Or is that personal bias? Any, any reason why? I mean, I'm biased, but at the end of the day, Queens is better. You know, when it comes down to it, I mean, it's pretty You'll obvious. You'll see on your business, yeah. Johnny. You'll see on your business, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Celebrity Crush. Margot Robbie. I 100% agree with that. Have you watched Queen's Gambit or no? No. Is it good? It's really good. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, man, she's uh, she's my WCW. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> For sure. Right. You got to watch it, bro. It's good. All right, favorite movie. Yeah, favorite movie. Uh, Interstellar. I I actually couldn't agree more. I love that movie yeah. so much. Big, uh, big Christopher Nolan fan. Oh yeah. yeah Favorite artist? Um, right now or just in general? In general. In general, Dave. Okay. Grime you put, artist from London. You put me on Psychodrama, and that was Psychodrama was an amazing album. Um, like, I still that, listen to that, 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 that album. That album was the only album to really like get over to North America, like as an English album. So it was it was pretty big. Hmm. Like I was pretty mad when it came out. Hmm. Uh, what about English rap versus uh, American rap? I'm 50-50. I'll listen to both. But okay. at the end of the day, I, I, I always listen to my English rap every day. Fair, fair. Things that wakes me up in the morning, man. <laughs> that alarm clock. Anyways, yeah, uh, right. would you either fr- freeze time or read people's mind? Ooh, freeze time. Freeze time? Uh, if, okay. you, if, you, if you had a chance to read everyone's mind, you'd go insane. Uh, yeah, I could see that actually. Well, imagine all the snakes, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> How Ima- many friends? Imagine all the people talking all the smack about That's you. That's true, brain. bro. How many friends do you really have? <laughs> exactly, man. They're all yeah. smiling at you. Yeah. <laughs> this guy sucks in the back of their mind, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so what's your favorite TV show growing up? Um, My sister growing up watched Friends a lot, so I was kind of just on the set watching Friends. I, I mean, can't relate. I, I've never understood this hype around Friends. I don't know. I've ne- I never hopped on that bandwagon, I guess. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it, it, I think it was more or less just because my brother and, sister, uh, brother and sister watched it almost every day. I mean, Fair I was enough. just in the living room kind of just chilling. You just yeah. end up watching it just to watch it. Yeah, I get that. So, uh, <laughs> Jaden had a really funny response to this. What would be three <laughs> items you would take with you if you were stranded on an island? And it can't be like food or water or any essentials like that. So it's just, just going to be like three random things? Yeah, anything. What do you um, take? Damn, that's tough. Uh, I mean, it, if I'm there my whole life and I've got nothing else to do, I'll get a basketball court and then that's a smart. basketball. Okay. But like the th- the third one, I don't I don't really know, man. I mean, Maybe shoes, basketball shoes. Who knows? You, you know what? If if they can get me OVO twelves, I'll bring OVO. 12s. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm grabbing Hovio 12s any day. So at least you got drip on the island. That's good. That's good to exactly, know. Exactly, <laughs> man. No one's gonna see the drip on me. Um, what am- animal would you compare yourself to? A wolf. A wolf. Okay. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are gonna. I, f- I feel like as we go on, a lot more people are gonna go with that generic line. But I respect the wolf. 
I mean, I got like a tattoo of a wolf, so I, I hope you're not going to call me a generic wolf lover. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. Uh, um, yeah, no, I have a. Oh, sorry, Matt, go on. No, I. But you're going to talk about your oh, wolf no. tattoo a bit. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't even going to talk about it still. <laughs> uh, just my uh, my grandma in Italian says, in bocca al lupo. So oh, in bocca al lupo, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's like true. In, the mouth of, in the mouth of the wolf. So. Yeah, exactly. She's I mean, I've, got, I've, I've talked to your mom in Italian before. Sometimes in passing the hallways, her and I have a little conversation. So that's cool. Are I you, actually forgot. Cool. Are, you, are you close to fluent? Or? Um, I wouldn't say fluent. I'm I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm actually taking Italian at Queens just to kind of work oh, on my great. grammar. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I I could definitely talk, and we had some conversations, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I tried, Anyways. I'm, I'm I'm the only one who can't learn it in my family. <laughs> this is tough. You got to pick it up, man. It's the uh, language of love, romantic language. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, you've been given an elephant, and you can't give it away or sell it. What are you doing with this elephant? I'm riding the elephant. You're riding it. All <laughs> right, yeah, thank yeah, God. You're riding it too. Man, downtown, man. I'm, I'm making the biggest thing <laughs> possible. What are you talking about? Is there an elephant in Canada? No, that would be pretty yeah. sick. Going down, doing, going down Kingston in an elephant. Oh, big time, man. I'll do, That'd be lit, bro. You know what? I would ride the elephant all around Ontario. Mm-hmm. Pick up, I'll, pick up I'll shorty. Make... Pick up shorty on the elephant and just go to the. <laughs> yeah, to that would be a chat up line and a half. <laughs> Did you hear Big J's yeah, answer to that question? What do you say? Big, Big J said he was he was gonna cook it up. <laughs> Where's he went, man? <laughs> oh, this guy JB ate like six chickens per night. Really, man. <laughs> I remember that. Bro. He, he would go through so much food. Man, I can I was stunned when he said that, but nonetheless, it was funny. Um, and then for our main question, this is like the one we like, kind of like a need to think about this in a little bit. Would you rather yeah. fast forward to fifty years, fifty years old in your life? with $50 million in your bank account or go back 10 years with all of the knowledge that you have now. And I guess adding on to that knowledge will add like your, your physical ability to play basketball as well. I mean, like, I feel like going 50 years ahead and having all that money would just be so dead. Like yeah. you've just wasted 50 years of your life and like, it's That's sick. True. you got money, but mm-hmm. obviously I'd go back 10 years. Cause that would be, imagine my brain 10 years ago and, and <laughs> you know, an 11 year old Cameron you know I'd be a millionaire (laughs) with that confidence I think so no well that's the thing like I think if I had the mind of myself back then yeah I I think I would hopefully do something smart you know I I still gotta do something smart now yeah exactly I mean you've got all that basketball experience with you so maybe you you have even better chance of becoming a superstar or something imagine like you're a talent in an 11 year old body Bro, I would be talking with you guys now. I'd be leaving. <laughs> You'd be I'd too be big for, for us. The Raptors, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the 12 year olds these days, you know, you see like videos of like 11 and 12 year old oh. Duncan in the States. And it's yeah, like, man. Like, Honestly. Yeah, it's like... mad. It's mad. I mean, they're all bouncy. They're all six foot nine. Yeah. And then there's just me, six foot two. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, we got we to gotta represent the white boys, though. Yeah. Oh, big time, yeah. man. Big time. So, yeah. Cam, one quick question before we finish off. You know, um, I was reading through your bio. I, I saw your hometown was Stains upon Thames in England. I just was like curious. You know, like do people get do people get stained there or what? <laughs> do people get stained? <laughs> nah, man, that's Ali G. You guys know Ali G is Stains Town is uh, where he's from, and that is my hometown, the Chav Central of England. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 
So uh, yeah. when you were there, you ever see uh, the sidemen kicking around or what? <laughs> nah, man. The sidemen were not that big when I was back there. Fair, I, yeah. like, I watched them. I mean, I've watched them since I was like a young kid, but yeah. they weren't anywhere near as big as they are now. They oh, are. yeah. No, they're, they're huge now, man. People are always coming up mm-hmm. to them and stuff. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that wraps up today's episode, everyone. Um, if you listen on Spotify, go check out our YouTube page at the Eurosteppers Podcast. Um, check out our Instagram too at Eurosteppers Pod, Twitter at the Eurosteppers Pod. Um, and yeah, you know, Cam, thanks for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, having you as our second guest today. Um, I know Dad probably feels the same way, but yeah. For real, bro. It was, it was fun. It was a good one. Uh, thank you, boys, man. I had a good time. I had a great time for that. Awesome. Make sure you commit to Queens. Commit to Queens. (laughs) Yep. And then it'll be the three tried and all of us going to Queens, right? Exactly, man. It's a perfect setup. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. So um, for those listening, don't forget to like and subscribe. And next week, me and Dad are going to be breaking down. There's the NBA draft on Wednesday. So um, we're going to be talking about the draft and our post-draft analysis. So, again, don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a family member. And we will see you guys next Monday. All right, boys. Peace. Peace.